What is up, ladies and What's gentlemen? What's up? Mikey McNuggets alongside Adam the Bull, G. Bush, Jeff Floyd. And for the first time in a long time, fellas, we have some positive things to talk about here coming out of the Browns game. It is the two-minute warning here between the Cincinnati Bengals ah. and the Cleveland Browns on Halloween night, Monday night football. At the moment, the Browns up with the ball, barring the absolute craziest collapse in the history of human sports. Hey. This is a win. That's a dub. We gonna mark it up. That's a dub. Hey, well, let's. Uh, gee, you're not gonna be one of these nimrods on Twitter. Who's like, don't say it's a win yet. They might blow the game. Get up out of here. That's a dub. If they can't get this one, uh, the rapture is coming. <laughs> By the way, how stupid? How stupid is Zach Taylor having Joe Burrow still in the game in the fourth quarter? How first dumb is he? First of I all, I might, I might be with you, bull. What is Zach? Zach Taylor. Yeah, had an opportunity to come out here. And, and and establish something that the Browns couldn't stop. Me and Jeff talked about it early. You might want to run Joe Mixon. And he came out here and got super cute. This kid was this was the cutest game plan I've seen. Yeah, but the bank in his defense, and I I think Zach Taylor's not that good a coach. I know people see the record and think he's a good coach last year. I don't think he's a very good coach. The Bengals can't they 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 have trouble running the ball. They just can't run the ball. Uh, I would have probably tried a little more. You're right, but uh, I, Pete, you know, I, I, Mikey, don't put up these. I'm going to get annoyed. I'm going to get annoyed here. The Browns didn't win this game because of the 20 carries. The game was long over before the carries. Well, we, we, listen, we will, we will get into anything. It was long over. And the offense defense, up, fantastic. We have to start with the defense, though. We yeah. have to start with the defense here. By far, hands down, bar none, their best performance of the year, Joe Woods. Saving his job week by week now. I thought the, the performance against Baltimore was solid. Not great today. I thought they were phenomenal. Miles Garrett needs to play every game like it's on Halloween. We've been asking number 95 to make the same type of impact that some of the other premier pass rushers make as far as making the big plays, not just impacting it. And he did that tonight. All in all, G, I want to start with you, then we'll go around the horn. How damn impressive was this Browns defense tonight? See, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I congratulate you know, I've been I've been a terrible I, I've been one of Joe Woods' biggest critics. You heard I've been I've been on them since 2019. McNuggets, it ain't nothing new. But I'll tell you what, when Joe Woods' back is against the wall, he decides that you know what? He he does know some things that other defensive coordinators know. You know what they know? Hey, if I got Miles Garrett and Clowney on the edge, if I could get these guys to to third and 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 passing downs. If I bring some pressure, even just move and stun a little bit, it could give them trouble. And guess what the heck they did? Today, they said, Miles Garrett, Clowney, you come off the edges. Guess what they did? They ran twists. They run text. They did some different things. And guess what? You saw the corners playing actually on somebody. You saw the corners playing bump and run. You saw the corners up against in people's faces saying, listen, we, we know Jamar Chase is good. We, we respect T. Higgins. We respect Tyler Boyd. But one of the things that I, that when you talk about with Jamar Chase is, he's a guy that can catch a slant and go 100 on you. Right mm -hmm. there, it, it, T. Higgins makes some catches. Tyler Boyd got great hands. But one of the things that they was not worried about was the deep threat. And I thought they played a lot closer in the box. I thought they mixed it up. And, and frankly, I'll tell you this. The guy that I, I'm so impressed with, the dude, MJ Emerson. I mean, he's out there. He had one PI, but he he plays different. He played like a guy that actually want to go out and get something. 
and he did a nice job today. Joe Woods, uh, over and all, I got to give him an A minus. Give Joe Woods an A minus. He did his thing, man. A minus. But before you go, uh, Justin Klink says we should let these dudes dress up for Halloween every week. What a win. Hey, listen, we were saying before the game, we were in our text chain saying Miles Garrett did all this talking this week. He did. Uh, they did a feature story on his house and all this, and he's dressed up in this elaborate costume, and he backed it up, man. He backed it up in a big way. He, re- especially early in the game, he got the defense going by creating havoc, made a great play because what's, you know, and this happened last year too, right? Like in the first, the Bengals had their first drive last year. They marched right down the field and then burrowed through the pick six to Denzel Ward. Now, it wasn't a pick six in this case, but the Bengals were moving the ball, and then Miles Garrett's tip leads to that interception. It was a night. I can't even remember who caught it now, but but uh, who caught the interception? AJ I can't Green. remember. AJ Green. AJ Green. Right, but it was, it was Miles ball? Garrett made the play. What's you, that? You called it. You called that. You, I give you credit for that. You called AJ Green's name. You, you spoke. Yeah. But Miles Garrett made that play, and he led the way. And I'll tell you, another guy who I don't think you mentioned, G, Sione Taki Taki. Yeah, you were, the, the Browns were so shorthanded at linebacker. Man, he was all over the place. He got that strip of Burrow, which was a great play. Yep. Uh, you know, listen, I know what people are going to say. You know, you're gonna t- Some people are going to take the negative approach and say, well, where's this been? And I get it. And the last time they played this well was last year against the Bengals. For whatever reason, they play well against this team. And maybe they're, you know, they got to buy. You know, but the truth is that the NFL is a week-to-week league. Yeah, the Eagles and, and the Bills and the Chiefs look great pretty much every week. But everybody else, you can't – it's hard to predict from week to week. And so nobody – even if you thought the Browns were going to win, even if you thought they were going to win, nobody thought they were going to win like this. It was an absolutely – an absolute ass-kicking from beginning to end. So great performance by everybody. I think Joe Woods gets an A-plus, you know. You, uh, you, you said that. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. You, when you reminded me, I said A minus. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick that up a notch. There was a couple of scores down there that was that was late, but you got to think about it. they had this yeah. game 25 zero. Yeah, the game was, was over. 20, the game yeah. the game was over 25 nothing against Joe Burrow. And yeah. You got to take in consideration, Jeff, how they were playing. We talked about it on the Locked On Browns podcast. These dudes was playing lights out before this game, and we just said, Hey, what's the recipe to win? Half of it was doing what they did and Miles Garrett get after the quarterback. Jeff, it's all you. Look, there's a few things you got to look at here today. Martin Emerson played today like a cornerback one. Played like he a did. cornerback one. Yes, the yeah. penalty. And you want to know what? It only should have been a hold. It shouldn't even been PI. It should have been a hold. He grabbed the back of the jersey, five yards rerun. He's a smart kid. He knows what he's doing. So That's a good point. It should have been a hold. You're right. You're right. It should have Absolutely. been a hold. Absolutely. Yeah. Taki Taki, and this is where this might be a little easier for defense right now. When you have this many injuries, you can't take as many players on and off the field. Sione Taki Taki normally comes off the field. That groove going, and that was it. He was in the zone, and you saw him. They were throwing it to the running back in the flat all day long. Sione Taki, he just stepped up, broke down, made plays. Another guy that Garrett and I have been trying to harp on a ton, Peoples Jones, four for 81. This is five weeks in a row. He is north of 60 yards. This is huge. Somebody had to come in today and make up for what David Njoku had been for this team. He had Woods early. early one. But you know what they said? We're just going to go vertical. And this is kind of what we talked about today yeah. was 
there's a lot of footage right now where the Browns are so key on David Njoku. The Bengals were coming into this game going, well, 85's not here. We don't know what we're going to do with those 10 to 12 targets a week that they usually throw to 85. I'll say, we'll go yard. What was it, four receptions yeah. over 25 yards combined between Amari Cooper yeah. and Donovan Jones? They just kept hitting it, kept hitting it, kept hitting it. The running game, look, this was not by any means the best day for Nick Chubb and Hunt. It was more of a Nova Kane game where it was a little more, a little more, a little more, Agreed. a little more. It took its toll. It was fantastic. I know. Every, and another thing I want to get to real quick, everybody wants to get on Cade York a little bit. Last year, Evan McPherson was everybody's darling. Missed field goal, missed extra point, shanked an onside kick out of bounds. It is a difficult position, people. It's not yeah. always to be pretty. The point is don't put rookies in that spot. But the Browns needed this. You are three and five now. You go into the bye. Season's alive. Yourselves. Yeah. Exactly. And you have two weeks yeah. now to think about it. And Wyatt Teller comes back. Possibility David Njoku comes back. Possibility Denzel Ward comes back. You know the Bengals. You know this team inside and out. And this team went out today and showed out. Really good feeling they were going to do this. Probably better to what I actually thought they, they, they do tonight. But, but this is a great night for this team. And much, much needed night. And, and to your point, Jeff. Chats, real quick. Well, yeah. I want to get in here before we go on. This yeah. Is, uh, P. Rossi says, great team win. I think we need a kicker and see how good no. we won the ball man to man. And then this is from uh, Chris King Callis. Three youngsters showed out. Emerson, Thomas, and Green. Sarasota here missed the land. Appreciate everyone supporting yeah. the show. By the way, uh, we should. if somebody says we need a kicker, and this is coming from someone who thinks it's stupid to draft kickers. Anyone that says we need a kicker, their tweet should be ignored. I know he's a super chat. That's a stupid comment. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. To, I wanted to follow up on a couple of things Jeff said because he's right. First of all, I've been well, – you got you said you two guys have been talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones. I've been talking about him – gee, you know this. I've been talking about him since the beginning of the year. I said this guy can play. The Browns just haven't had quarterbacks. And even with Jacoby Brissett, who's, again, probably played his best game. I know he had that one fumble, that one ugly play. But besides that, he played fantastic tonight. Uh, you know, I mean, he's playing well. I mean, especially you talked about both – both Najoku and Donovan Peoples-Jones got off the slow starts, I think, the first two weeks. And since then, and I know Najoku didn't play, but since then, both those guys have been great. But the reason the Browns won this game, besides obviously the great performance by the defense, is because they were balanced. Not because they just ran the ball. They were balanced for three quarters. And then when they had a big lead, they ran the ball, but they still threw it a couple of times in the fourth quarter, but they ran it a ton because they had a big lead smart. And that's what Stefanski wants to do. But for three quarters, I thought they were... An excellently balanced offense, and both the running. I would even argue that through three quarters, the running, the passing game was probably a little better than the running game. And Jeff, you made that point that it was like kind of Novocaine. It wasn't a massive performance by the running backs. They were they were good, but for them, great backs. And by the way, what I know, I'm rambling. I'll let you guys go. But one last thing, Joe. you want, Joe Mixon's a good back, right? He's a top 10 back. The Bengals don't have the offensive line that the Browns do. I get it. But when you watch Joe Mixon versus Nick Chubb, it's so obvious that Nick Chubb is so much better, even though Mixon's a really good back, because Nick Chubb almost never goes down on the first hit, and Joe Mixon almost always goes down on the first hit. It's really remarkable. Wait, I'll, I'll tell you this. Today, uh, if you're talking about Kevin Stefanski, there's about three to four things. Um, there's about three to four things he did differently in this game that he has not been doing before. I thought it was a masterful job 
of him navigating. First of all, he went for the two, right? He they gave him they gave him that opportunity. He said, "Okay, so on the one yard line, he saw how Nick Chubb was running the ball. He got the two point conversion." Oh, by the way, had they not gotten it and had they lost the game by one or two, everybody would have been making fun of him, calling him the smartest guy in the room, even though it was the right call. Hundred percent the right call. Yes, hundred percent the right call. Sixty percent of people would have been saying that. Yeah. Third thing he did right there when they got the two point conversion, he was reading the room. He didn't know that Joe Burrow was not going to come back and put some points on the board. So before the half, what did he do? I'm playing for the field goal. I'm I'm playing for the field goal. Let me get these points on the board. Then you go into halftime. The team is energized. You up 11-0. They sprint into the locker room. He knows he has the ball back. They interview him. He said, listen, we got to double this up. I said, oh, he, he really thinking now. And then it's, and two more things he did. He came out. And it wasn't so much that he just he didn't establish the run or do one one or more things. He came out with Kareem Hunt, and he let it be known Kareem Hunt will be a part of this game plan. I'm gonna have him out here with Chubb. At least if you're gonna have to figure out what's going on, you gotta account for him. He gave him more cut touches, more carries, and then I thought what he did was he said, "If I'm gonna throw the ball, I'm throwing the ball to my guys." Hey, they got Amari Cooper open. Uh, once again, Donovan Peoples-Jones just catches everything he's thrown to him. And we saw a David Bell sighting. I love, like how he caught the ball twice. Mixed with that, with what with, with they did on the defensive side of the football, Kevin Stefanski almost put the game out of reach because he was making all, all of the picks, all of the thought process, all of the right moves. And he did it from, week, from stat one all the way to the end of the game. Here's what surprised me most about tonight's performance. And shout out to everyone in the chat right now. Everyone watching Big Browns win. Cleveland needed this. Like, subscribe. And we got memberships now. If you haven't seen, you can become a Hit member. Hit the bell. Of Hit the bell. bell. Hit uh, become a member. There'll be some cool exclusive content. But, hey, we rewind like six hours ago. I did not see any scenario where Jacoby Brissett outplays Joe Burrow significantly. I did not see any scenario where Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper both outplayed Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. I didn't see any scenario where Miles Garrett looked like the single best defensive player on the planet Earth, where we haven't seen him at that level since probably the Bengals game last year, maybe Carolina week one. I didn't see this Browns linebacker crew absolutely shutting down Joe Mixon to the tune of 2.9 yards per touch on the ground, and I sure as hell didn't see the secondary playing their best game of the season without Denzel Ward against a passing offense, that's really damn good. And when you combine all that into one, you get what we saw tonight, which was an absolute route of a division team. And mm. for whatever reason, and uh, this is my first year here, y'all defer to you guys, they own Cincinnati. One word. own Cincinnati, and it's mental now. There's a mental One word. Aspect. Desperation. Browns played with desperation today. Yep. You saw it in every player, uh, whether it was fourth down, whether the tackling, whether it was gang tackling, whether getting guys down on the first try. The Browns played desperate. Uh, the defensive line played desperate. And, and Coach Stefanski, Coach Depp, I thought I loved when, when the direct snap to Nick Chubb on the goal line. Loved it. I, I thought they needed three or four trick plays. He even tried to trick play with Amari Cooper. I was I, I didn't I didn't throw any darts at him on that. Oh, one. everybody! Oh, gee, everybody! If they lost this game, Jay would have been up in arms. No. Brad would have been up in arms. It, whenever a trick a, play doesn't work, people kill was, him. But because they I won was, big, and nobody cares. I was on the radio. I said I was on the radio with Peter. Yeah. And I said, listen, they better pull out whatever they can. They better play like it, they they free and easy. And if at least they're going down swinging, especially if they got a game at home. Mikey McNuggets called the stupidest play call of all time. That's ridiculous. Hey, hey, listen, listen, I'll take it. 
Well, if a guy's never thrown a pass in a, a collegiate or professional game, now time. It's something well, how many passes is Christian McCaffrey thrown? How, how many pass, passes is Christian throw. McCaffrey His throw. brothers are quarterbacks. His brothers were quarterbacks in college So what? He's so throwing plenty of balls. Amari Cooper's actually... never thrown a football in a live So what? You don't think they practiced that a million times? There, there were guys open ball. I you see the doctor. The guy it 10 million times I saw how <laughs> Cooper threw that ball, and I have no faith that even if he had been able to plant his feet, that that ball was going anywhere. He shouldn't have thrown it. He, he shouldn't have thrown took, it. He should have took the sack or, or yeah. the hit. Yeah. But I, I listen, for that play, I like the aggressiveness. I want to be aggressive. He tried to do something. He don't got. He doesn't have all his receivers. All right, it didn't work. Keep moving. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to complain about off this game. They got the blocked field goal early. I, how is that the kicker's fault? Some people were trying to blame Cade York for that. How's that his fault? Well, special team. So here's the thing. When, you, all right, so when you're trying to kick from that far away, yeah, you got to drive the ball a little bit. So the, the trajectory of the football is going to be a little lower. Of course. Now here's the, now here's the thing. How how far was that? Is it forty some hours? Fifty three. See, so so they ain't have no problems with fifty three. Like, you still got to drive that football. Like, I don't know why you think he could just kick it regular. I, people are ridiculous. Yeah. People are stupid. 53-yard kicks are not gimmies. What did these people that are complaining, did they measure how high the ball was? I mean, like, it blocked the guy, and it's not a problem. So you had that play. You had the trick play that people didn't like. And then you had the Jacoby fumble where, he, you know, he, he should have been able to, you know, hold on to the ball. Outside of that, there's really nothing to complain about. They even returned some punts and kicks a little bit. Uh, it was just a great performance all around. Amari Cooper got off to a shaky start early, made some amazing – that catch he had, that deep ball uh, late was amazing. Uh, I don't know. Well, Amari Cooper, here's the thing with Amari Cooper is there's times where he scares the daylights out of you. There was the 17-yard uh, – I guess it was the dig, and he not catching it. The touchdown kind of bobbled it but secured it. Even the 53-yard yep. one late, it was a juggle. Like, you hit him in stride, he'll catch everything going. But, like, Amari Cooper's got to go low or high. It almost seems like there's a little juggling to it. Look, for the production we're getting, we, we certainly ain't complaining. We've seen enough drop. Here's something about Coach Stefanski. There was a lot of talk to do. Farrell Brown was kind of out there today, but they almost seems like they took him out of the play. We went eight. Mm -hmm. Where did we go? We went seven offensive linemen. Michael Dunn must have played, what, 35, no, eight? 40 snaps. Eight. Jeff, they had eight on that touchdown. Snaps out of, yeah, well, seven, but you had some other guys. But Michael Dunn, but Michael Dunn's going, moving over to the other side, pointing to guys saying, I'll be on the line. You get off. That's impressive from an extra offensive lineman. And I know yeah. a lot of people got upset when and they piled on Anthony on the Thursday night game. James Hudson did the same thing tonight. Look, you annihilate buddy. There's a chance he might get off the ground. As a lineman, you're taught to jump back on him. Just take him out of the play. But that was creative. That was like, like hey, we're at an issue here. You're not going to play Forrestal. You don't have, have much. And, and let's be honest, Bryant is probably your worst blocking tight end you have. So they had to come something, and they did. And it worked. And it was it was able to keep drives going. Um, you know, yeah. I, I know there was How about the block? Go ahead. Jeff, how about that block by Hudson on that goal line play when he pulled? And he, I can't imagine being a cornerback and seeing a 320. I don't think it was a corner. I actually think it was, it was a linebacker. It was a linebacker, but even still, and he still destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen, I'm be, I listen, I'm be, I've been watching Jedrick Wills. Hey, listen, Jedrick, <laughs> Hudson is gonna play somewhere. 
I don't know. I've heard somebody talk about Conklin being on the block. He's the guy that has a, a contract that, listen, that kid is going to play somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's going to be on right your tackle. side. He's absolutely your right tackle of the future. There's no doubt. I, yeah. This dude right here. And by the way, once again, uh, Coach Calhoun, uh, Callahan, I mean, he's out here just getting guys ready to go like it's nothing. I mean, that hagen guy played great. Coach is the best example of that. No, hagen man, that guy is. That guy's played great these last three games or two games, whatever, for Teller. Where do they get these guys from? Where do you, like, see, this is what happens in every other city. This happens in every freaking city except for ours, right? And now we get guys, this hagen guys in Post-Ice. I don't even know how to say his name. I'll be making him French sometime. Post-Ice. Fro, Fro Holt, I think, is his actually name. Fro Holt. Yeah. These yeah. dudes so, play dramatically. I'll pay anybody twenty me. bucks if you can say say, say his first name. Oh, I don't no, remember I, what I, it I, is. I don't know. But you're right. You're right, G. You know, you're right. Count you. Th- you look at it like the Bengals brought in all these new offensive linemen, and they'd been playing better. They were terrible tonight, but like they'd been playing better. But like they had some guys that have been good in other places, yeah. and they've been shaky. And and yet Callahan. Pochich was a bust in Seattle. This Froholt guy, I don't even know where the hell he came from. James Hudson was a late-round pick. You know, now, you, you know, if you're going to give him all that credit, you got to say you're right that Jedrick Wills, a first-round pick, has been a disappointment. But everybody else, and Joe Batonio, I don't care what anybody, Joe Batonio is one of the best Browns ever. Like, he's an yeah. all-time, Joe Batonio might have, it's weird with offensive linemen, you never know for sure, but like, He's becoming a Hall of Fame caliber player, I think. Joe Thomas said it. We, I asked yeah. him one of the first questions. I said, listen, is he, you got some Joe, – but Joe Batonio is one of those guys. And I said, does he have that opportunity? He said, listen, if the Browns can get in the playoffs and win some games and go deep, yeah. he said that's the only thing that's missing on Batonio's yeah. resume. He said, because right. as far as guards go, he's he's a, he's probably one of the best to do it at guard. And oh, that no really doubt. opened my eyes up. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, look at him, guy. Not only he doesn't like if you've met him in person. I think you know. I know I have. G. I'm sure you have. Like, I saw him at a. I saw him at a restaurant last week. Yeah, he does not look athletic at all. At all. But he is a good athlete. Like he gets out, he pulls, he pulls. and he always, ma- always makes them. Like you ever seen basketball? Joe, he played high school against Demarcus De- Demar Derozan, and those. T- he was big time <laughs> high school. I know, <laughs> but he doesn't know. look it though. Show. It blew yeah. my mind. Oh, of course, literally yeah. looks like what you would say. Who's the offensive guard? Oh, him. He's definitely the offensive guard. There's no doubt about it. That's right. what he looks like. He was a basketball player. I was like, what? DeMar DeRozan. Have I seen DeMar DeRozan? So, <laughs> so tomorrow's a trade deadline, guys. Kareem Hunt was on the – Stop it. Uh, he could still get traded, by the way. And fans will be ticked today? off now after this win. If you yeah. – well, I, can't I, mean, it's I can't do it. I mean, I can't do it. I wouldn't trade him. I can't, I can't do it. And I, the point was, if it was two and six, five. Look, you didn't win tonight. Used them again, and it didn't work out. Yeah. Then you know what? But you want to then know you trade him. But you need to find a. Way. You need to maybe get two here over the next three. I know it's a lot to ask. You get two I wins know, over, right? over the next three here. We feel a lot more comfortable. Maybe Deshaun Watson be able to come back and do something. That this is move, and I, I don't want to jump all over a McNuggets thing here. By the way, sixteen hundred people in here. Go ahead and celebrate by hitting that like button. Stop playing around. Hit that like button. We've been waiting for one of these wins. Go ahead and celebrate. I know work is Let's coming. Let's do it. Let's Subscribe. Do it. 
describe. We got three, two different layers. Get in on where you fit in. But I will say this: uh, when you look at it now, it's a whole new ball game. See, everybody knew that the bye week was coming in. You feel good about it. so all them dudes that really kind of went hurt. That was like if they two and six, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cash this in. All them dudes coming back feeling good. If you got a game now in Miami, it's Miami. I mean, I'm just saying, if you get a win right there, you right back in what we were talking about. Every single writer, person to a man would say, listen, what do y'all need to have when Deshaun Watson come back? Everybody said five or six wins. If you Tampa Bay is looking kind of shaky, them divorce papers done hit, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette, mm, I'm just saying, they're looking like paper tigers. If you can go down to, to Miami, and, and play this bully ball on them dudes and get a win there, all of a sudden, all you got to win is one out of the next two, and it gets you to five, and you are right back in this thing. Mind you, you're two and one in the, in the division now, too. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you hope you can beat Miami and Tampa because the odds of beating Buffalo, obviously, are not very good. You never know. <laughs> uh, but them. the odds of winning win that game, if you can beat Tampa and Miami, which won't be easy, obviously, uh, even though Tampa Bay's playing lousy football, it's still Tom Brady. I'm not gonna. It's never gonna be easy. But if you win those two games, you five and six, and then you got Deshaun Watson, and four of the final six games are against poor teams, and, and the only the only two tough games are against Cincinnati and Baltimore. And for whatever reason, and maybe the next game will be different. For whatever reason, if you if you have only watched Joe Burrow and the Bengals play against the Browns, and you've never watched them against any other team, you would think they're the worst team in football, and he's a terrible quarterback because he he plays his worst games against them. They play their – who can explain it? But now, you know, even, even if you ignore the rookie season because, you know, he didn't have a good team, whatever, but they kicked his ass last year. They kicked his ass tonight. It's, you know, those two games, so we'll see. But, like, none of the – the final six games feels – with especially with Watson, now we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. He's going to probably be rusty at least in the beginning. We'll see. But uh, man, those you know, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to say they could possibly go four and two or even five and one in those final six games. But can you get there to five and six? If you're five and six, you know, nine wins, ten wins, you got a shot. It's a lot. I mean, they got to win a ton of games. It's not going to be easy, right. and they haven't shown any consistency. But this this game gives them a chance, and as you said, G, chance to rest up now with the bye, and then hopefully get some guys back. And that, this, and that's this the game key. saved their season. It and Najoku might play. Like Najoku didn't go on IR. He might be back in thirteen days. So, and, and he'll be big. Hey, one thing that we didn't touch on from early in the game. It was a minute little thing that I think is worth uh, talking about real quick. When the Browns had the ball late in the fourth quarter, Jacoby Reset tried drawing the Bengals offside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost got to 55. I know you want to blitz. <laughs> I know it's so dangerous taking a hot mic in live game situations. Love like it. You do not know what it's going to pick up. Yeah. But those little moments and those little uh, behind-the-scenes tidbits, which you get into it, I think makes you realize kind of why this team has been able to rally around Jacoby Brissett because he's playing well, and this is not to take anything away from him off the field, but he's he's an average quarterback. He, he he's played out of his mind, but well, he's been a significantly he's below average quarterback for his career. Yeah, he's been he's been I would say average to even above average overall for this season, which is remarkable. You wouldn't have guessed that. 
And you look I at his teammates have. and you look at the coaching staff and the way he presents himself in the media as a leader of this team. I think moments like that kind of pull back the curtain and say, okay, that's why everyone else on this roster is rallied around Jacoby Brissett. And I know it's just a two-second tidbit. That was I know great. It's those little things that give you a little sense of the personality that I think has allowed Jacoby Brissett to step in here in mop-up duty, knowing he was signed as a backup, that he's now – you know, a, a leader of this team. It's, it's just been impressive to see what he's done because I know he's far exceeded all expectations I had for him entering this campaign. I think if, if you take away from that is the Bengals players came on him. Like, he is almost like Brown's starter now. They all gave him a little tap on the chest. Like, all right, man, you got us, you got us, you got us. Like, that was like the takeaway. Like, every like we all know there's this big change coming and they talked to you know, through the announcers in the game that, like, this is basically Cinderella. There's a running clock here on his time. But it didn't seem like anybody in that field tonight felt like, you know, this was anything other than Jacoby Brissett's team. And, and guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this question because I, I'm totally confused in this division right now. Um, I, I've seen Baltimore once. You've seen every AFC North team one time now. Uh, you're 2 and one uh, you saw Pittsburgh early in the season. Um, that was with Mitch Trubisky. You just saw Joe Burrow, and you, last week you saw the Ravens. A- after after the first time around the, the the block, what are your thoughts on the on, on the AFC North in general? Because I, I'm kind of confused. I don't. I still don't see a team that's head and shoulders above everybody else. I think I still think if the Bengals have Jamar Chase, that's a big that's a big time weapon. It's a nuclear weapon that they don't have right now, but. I, I can't get But a, that's I not an excuse. Gee, that's not an excuse. I'm not giving the Bengals a pass for not having Chase. Joe Burrow's a great quarterback, and he didn't play great today. So there's no excuse. I understand. Yeah, obviously you're going to be better with Jamar Chase. But, you know, if you're a great quarterback, you've you got to be overcome. you got to overcome when your best receiver is out. you got to be able to do that. And he couldn't today. Now, it wasn't all his fault, but he couldn't. So uh, nobody's been that impressed. Every team in this division has been – uh, well, I'd say the Ravens are, have been probably about what I thought. I don't think they're that good, but their record is good. You know, uh, the Bengals have un- have not played as well as we expected. The Browns overall, they did certainly tonight, but overall played a little worse than we expected. Uh, certainly the defense has been a lot worse. And the Steelers, I thought they'd be crap, and they are crap. So, um, so but the division is not as good. It doesn't appear right now doesn't feel as good as we thought it was coming into the season. And and I still think, uh, even though the Browns are what two uh, two games and a and they don't have the tiebreaker with the Ravens right now, it's not even crazy to think they could win the division again. The defense, I can't expect them to play like this every night, but if the defense could play as we expected them to for most of the season, and it, and it, for whatever reason it was around this time last year that they turned it around also. Because remember they they were not good early in the season last year. Now they I don't, they weren't quite as bad I think as they as they've been this year. But it was around this time that they turned it around. If the defense plays good the rest of the way, I think there's, just, there's still a – It's again, not a high chance, but still a chance that they could win this division. That might still be their best route to getting in the playoffs. Jeff? No, I, I agree with you there. One thing also I want to take away from here today is over the last three years with Burrow, we've talked about, it. oh, he's this great young quarterback. And, and their offensive line, and oh, last year, oh, the, the Bengals think they figured out the offensive line. They played the Browns twice got the doors beat in this year. Oh, they think they figured out the offensive line. No. I mean, you know, and look, the Browns are really only coming at you with the edge players. I mean, granted, Tavon Bryant had a little act and they did go a little 
a little bit NASCAR today, which I've seen the Garrett. I thought they were going to do, and they had no choice. Once they decided not to dress Winfrey, they went more NASCAR. Isaiah's seventh round pick, smart, not the greatest of athletes, but he knows how he knows what he has, and he knows how to use it. Got a hand up, beat you know Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams is probably you know reeling weak from having to try to block Miles Garrett all day. Okay, is this rookie? All right, I get a break, and I make one minute laps in the. Kid collapses on me and takes down Burrow. The Bengals, I don't know what is, and I don't even know if it's a personnel thing at this point. I think it's their offensive coaching staff doesn't know how to say, how do we get 95 out of this game? What do I got to do? do I, it's amazing times, that look, they, they threw, didn't, They yeah. chipped with a tight end, a tackle, a guard. They tried everything, but he just keeps coming. And guess what? If you're going to put two and three on him and he still gets a little bit of pressure, somebody else is getting home. And that's what you saw in the that's what we've seen over the last five times. Well, I mean, was it five games now that Joe Burrow's been in the NFL? Four games he's played against the Browns? They just seem to have his number. And the Bengals, you know, it didn't hurt him last year. I'm not going to say it might not hurt him this year, but it's something they need to address because they think they know what the recipe is for their offensive line. But every time leaving the Browns and everybody wants to pick on Joe Woods, Joe Woods and his guys, they run through it like it's nothing. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy because you look at how teams try and slow down Miles Garrett every week. It, it's not new. It's the same strategy. Double team him, chip him, block him. And in some games, Garrett blows up and does things that you can't fathom. Like tonight, he was the best player on the field tonight. And then there's some games where he grades high in PFF, and you have to ask, was Miles on the field? But that's because he's getting double team taken out of the play. They're running the opposite way. I, wanna do t- I, I do want to touch on this, though, as far as the Bengals – just being mentally out of it entering a game with the Browns. I thought when they turned the ball over on the first drive, I was like, it's done. They they were moving the ball, an unlucky break, it bounces, you know, Garrett tips it. But then T. Higgins tipped it too, and then T. Higgins tipped it right to A.J. Green. And I've said it before, I, I didn't play football, I played basketball. But there are certain teams in basketball that for whatever reason, you go into it and it doesn't matter if you're more talented, they just they have your number. And you go into the game at a disadvantage mm-hmm. And no matter how inspired you play, it's going to take them really screwing something up colossally to be able to pull out the win. And the Browns just don't have to mess things up against the Bengals, it feels like. They just have to play a smart, concise, efficient football game, and things kind of fall into place when they're playing the Bengals. Not with any other team. I think it's too small a sample size, honestly, to say that that's going to be a long-term thing. But it's not – It's uh, Burrow's only played four games against the Browns. Still, still four games, and and the first two they were Bengals were a terrible team, and then he was a rookie. So, uh, yes, what you're you're saying you're saying is true. The Browns have kicked the Bengals' ass overall for the last few years, no doubt, no denying that. There's there is something to it. I don't believe that the Bengals are mentally whipped coming into the game. I think that's, I think in a way that's unfair to the Browns too. It takes away some credit for what they accomplished. I just think they kicked their ass and bullied them. I I don't think it has anything to do with mental toughness or you know. I, I, these things, I, I just don't buy that this is going to be the case forever. But for whatever reason, early in his career, Burrow has played his worst football against the Browns. Yeah, I, I will say this um, before I give you the answer on that. How, how many people we got? We got 1,745. By the way, nice. it's 1130 at night Eastern time, and you guys are rocking and rolling with us. Please hit that like button. We also do want to say this is a great day because we just rolled out our, our level one and level two memberships. Level one. 
It's a dollar ninety nine a month. You get emojis, you get badges, you get member only community tab posts, and then we got our level two, four ninety nine a month. Level one, you get the same thing. Level one, plus you get overtime video. So basically, we're gonna give you some different other content that you can tap into, and we'll give you discount codes for different merchandise and things like that. It's a great way to get involved with the program. It's a great way to get behind the scenes and, and see what we do and how we do it. So it's a great way to support the show. Uh, but I will say this, McNuggets. I think when you talk about the Browns and when you talk about the Bengals, I think when you play in the AFC North, each team has a level of familiarity with, with one another. So it's like we've seen a lot of things with the Bengals. The Bengals know what we want to do. Just like we ran the ball today, the Bengals played the run better than anybody I've seen. We had, they ran. We we had to earn those yards. I mean, they gang tackled. They were there in the holes. You didn't see Nick Chubb. You put nobody on highlight tapes. And the run that he we did, did, he did hurdle a dude. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was pretty guy. cool. That was pretty cool. That, I mean, that so did DPJ. Young. Yeah, and, yep. Early. So, yep. I mean, but we earned that. But here's the thing about the Bengals. Uh, I, I think sometimes you know you look at Joe Burrow, you, you forget that he's still a relatively young player, right? You know, he, he's been to the Super Bowl. How many years he's been in the league? Three? This is third year. Third, third year. year. Yeah. Usually in your third year, you're trying to figure. He'll learn sooner or later. When I go play Cleveland, we got to put them away early. He should have. Their goal should have been to get yeah, 10 points on Cleveland because that neutralizes everything else they want to do. Let's get, put some points up. That gets them out of the game plan. They can't use Chubb and Hunt. Let's get up score quick. And to your point, when they threw that interception, it was like one of those things that gave the Browns life, even though they didn't score till later on in that first quarter as well. Yeah, it's just it, it's one of those things that there is a level of familiarity, but I just think going into a game, it's an uphill battle for certain teams. And for whatever reason, the Browns feel more confident. The coaches, Stefanski, Joe Woods, uh, Alex and Pelt, they have a better read on whatever the Bengals do, and they 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 go into it with an edge. And I just feel like even today we talked about Stefanski off the top and Joe Woods. I think you could argue it's absolutely Joe Woods' best game of the season, and I think you would argue it's Stefanski's best game of the season, even with a caller two. And he goes in there with the confidence that, hey, I don't have to second-guess any decision I'm making because I'm so confident in how I've scouted this team and how I read this team. But you could probably make the case that's that's true with how they play the Steelers and the – Ravens as well. It just proves to be more effective against the Bengals in the last five matchups. But it, it wouldn't shock me if it completely flips the script in week 17 or 16 when they play again. It's how football works. It's just, you know, it's like, well, let me give you an example. Yeah. When you argue, Jay, you know Jay's going to bring up Cade York and not <laughs> each other. You know going into any debate with Jay, somehow yeah. that's going to deviate to that direction. And then you can cater what you do to counteract Jay because you know that's his defense. It's it you just have that level of familiarity and, and you know you can control a right argument when you know they're how they're gonna try to answer you. And I think right now the Browns have the answers to what Cincinnati wants to do to try and stop them. Cincinnati is trying to read the test in Chinese or Spanish and they're only floating. Uh, Kevin Stefanski to me is a better coach than Zach Taylor. That's part that's of it. Easy. Now a better coach uh, now, and the better coach doesn't always win. Obviously, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, and the Browns haven't done squat, you know, in the postseason. So it's a you know big difference. But we, 
you know, we're saying, oh, it's the best game Stefanski coached. That's because they won. Like, if guys had executed in other games, we would have said, if, if the uh, offensive pass interference hadn't been called on Amari Cooper last week, it'd be a two-game winning streak right now. And, like, people were so, re- like, a, a, a trick play works. Oh, it's a great call. Trick play doesn't work. Stupidest call ever. So we judge it based on the result, which I get because that's all we have. But uh, I don't know. I, I just think. Um, are, you, are you trying to say this isn't? You don't think this was Stefanski? No, I think he did. I think he did a good job. I just don't. I, I think he does a good job most weeks, honestly. And I think we just overreact sometimes when it doesn't go well in the end. I, I That's think, how I see it. I, I think Stefanski, for the most part, he does a good enough job to win the game offensively. The problem with the Browns is Stefanski always has maybe one or two. You can nitpick whether or not he gives the ball to the running backs or some a play call here or there. But here's the thing. The Browns usually lose the game on special teams or defense, right? And if you ask, if the headline during the day, during this game should be, and this is not debatable, when when the Browns are aggressive on defense, the Browns play better. When the Browns only rush Miles Garrett and keep him in the same, you know, on the same side of the field, don't stand him up, don't run nothing, they are sitting ducks. Their, their corners play better when they're aggressively out there in guys' faces and trying to compete for the football. But when you're that cover four and cover three stuff, he has an issue with that. So you, you see how the Browns play. And by the way, Taki Taki is a, is a solid ball player. I, he should be playing more. I understand that when you get these nice toys, do you you think, oh well, he's faster than Taki Taki? But here's the thing, Taki Taki don't really be making no mistakes. He don't, and he not gonna make make the flashy plays that JOK may make. But at the end of the day, remember, Anthony Walker gone, Phillips gone, no JOK, and look at the way they stopped the run today, and there wasn't no underneath stuff out there. That shows you something. That that hey maybe this guy has something you know that's that's we like that I thought he did a j- good job and I thought Taki Taki played an unsung game as well. I think the Browns' whole defense gets an A plus across yeah. the board. All the points the Bengals scored were in garbage time. I mean it was all and the Green game Williams was over. Unplayable. And Greedy Williams is unplayable, unplayable. Oh, uh, I'm gonna stand up for Greedy real quick. When he, 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 made a play on that ball. he was in good he, position. He, he got Moss freak on that. He got mossed. He got punched on. He got dunked on. But at least, at least Greedy's eyes was back and he was turning for the football. Yeah. I seen him and his his arm. He got that shoulder thing. He can't even. It's really not going to matter. He's going to be hurt by next week anyway. So it's <laughs> he'll be out of You know, <laughs> guys hurt hurt every week. He gets hurt. Jeff, no, but here's Jeff one thing. Tag team. Yeah. Here's one thing. When I talk with G today, what I said is, if the Browns a way to play competent football in all three phases, even without Deshaun Watson, this is a team that is capable of playing with almost anybody in the NFL offensively today. Yeah. Defense, obviously, we really saw it today. New York blocked field goal, but after that, whatever, kick all his kicks. Yeah. You in all threes, you should play with anybody the way this roster well, is constructed. But the you can say that with most one, teams, though. One part, nah, really? Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with Paul here. If yeah, the team plays well in all three. If phases, you play well, well, well in all three phases, you're going to win most of the time. Yeah. No, most teams do not have the roster to play well in all three phases. That is the thing. The Browns do have, have that like, roster. Like the Browns do have don't have a quarterback. So some people don't got yeah, a quarterback. There's a lot of teams that have a quarterback just as good, if not better, than Brissett. A lot of teams. Yes, right. But right now they got it. Right now they got a quarterback. 
Trevor Lawrence is not as good as Jacoby now. P.J. Walker okay, well, isn't as good as Trevor Lawrence right now. There's a lot of quarterbacks who are not playing to the level of Jacoby. Jeff, Look, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Don't, get, don't get nuts oh, now. Don't get nuts. Not bowl. You're not going to yeah. put him on a pedal? That's just how bad these guys are playing. I'm not thinking Jacoby Brissett all of a sudden has got the upper echelon of the club. By all means, no. Trevor Lawrence threw two interceptions yesterday that you would yell at a freshman. Who's in arguing for Trevor Lawrence for? I'm not arguing for Trevor Lawrence. You were saying that it, there's quarterback play all over. There's not. Teams can, I didn't say every single team. I said there's a lot of teams that have good quarterbacks. And, and I, I agree. There's a lot of teams yeah. that ain't going to play good on three phases because they don't have the talent to play good on three phases. Right? Well, it, I mean, it, I, it, it, listen, the the Browns haven't played good defense until this week. So before we get carried away, you know, until until today, we were, we were, we were questioning the talent on defense. The Browns played good defense last week. They, held they played the okay. They played okay. They held the Ravens over four yards per carry, and Lamar Jackson completed nine passes. I don't know what in the world more you could ask a defense to do. This week, they okay. parlayed it into a much better effort. And right. Because this is – and look, right now, it's really, you'd say in the beginning of the year was where the issue was. Right now, when you're looking around, and, you know, gee, we talked to this week about Jordan Kumasek, and there was 51 out there. He must have taken 25, 30 reps of linebacker this week. Now you're a little bit more concerned if they can keep it up because you're to the point where there's a lot of guys out. The beginning of the year, you had all the guys and they weren't getting it done. So it's going to be interesting how it filters and can it balance you know, going further here, especially with a couple of big-name teams, certainly, on the schedule. All right, let's, hey, we got It's a five-minute yeah. morning here before we got to wrap up here. We can argue all we want about defense, whatever. The Browns won. Yes. It is a victory, Tuesday, victory Monday night into a victory Tuesday. Uh, let's give out game balls and one final thought. Bull, who gets your game ball tonight? Uh, I'm going to give it to – well, I'm going to give it to Joe Woods. How about that? Because the defense was sensational it. tonight. He's been much maligned, deservedly so. The defense has been awful. Uh, you know, they. you're right, Jeff. They did play pretty well last week against Baltimore. But they've been pretty awful for most of the year. And no they denying proved, that. They, they improved last week, and then they took it up a whole nother notch this week. And he deserves credit. Now, I'd like to see it, see some consistency on that side of the ball. And hopefully we will get that because, you know, I, the, that's the reason they're three and four and not better is because of the defense mostly. So if we can see this type of play, and I agree with G, when they're, it seems like when they win, when they when the defense plays well, they're being aggressive. And all too often with this defense, they play passive. So I hope this is the start of something where we're going to see a lot of aggressiveness. Now, maybe they just did it because the Bengals' offensive line isn't as good, and maybe they're going to get back to being a little more passive against some other teams. I don't think they should. I'm sure you guys don't think they should. I hope we see this as a trend. But uh, Joe Woods has gotten crushed, and so i got to give him the love because uh, I think you can give it to almost any player on defense, certainly, you know, whatever. So I'll just give it to Joe Woods to represent the entire defense. G? I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski. Um, the reason why um, is because he came out and did a lot of the things that people were asking, right? We wanted to see Kareem Hunt. He, he made him a focal part. He, we wanted to see the running game featured. They featured the running game. Uh, we wanted to see the receivers get the football. We saw David Bell get the football. We saw um, some deep shots to, to Amari Cooper. We, you know, I, I give him credit where credit is due. Today was a game where you, you heard all week about, you know, 
uh, Kareem Hunt getting traded. Who knows? He might still get traded. But the the fact that you saw him on a jet sweep, the fact that you saw him in a shotgun with Kareem, with uh, what you saw him blocking, you saw him doing a lot of things. He made it his effort to get him the football. They did. I thought uh, the game plan was good, and, and to the and to the end of the game, you you pretty much had a shutout, twenty five nothing over a team that's been putting up five hundred yards, throwing throwing the ball for 300, 400 yards with two good receivers out there. I thought the Browns played with some energy, some effort. Um, I thought Joe Woods did his thing, but overall, because I'm on you all the time, Kevin Stefanski, I'll give you credit. You you outcoached the other team on the other side of the field. And it came out with a win. You need another one uh, against uh, Miami. Jeff, I'm gonna go Sione Taki Taki. I, I think the 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 strip the sack force fumble to get that second turnover was huge. But there wasn't anything he did today. And you were asking Sione Taki Taki to do a little bit more than you normally ask him to do. Play in space. You know, normally he's a bigger physical guy as a Mike linebacker. Today he got out there, he broke down, brought guys to the ground. I think it was, you know, 14 tackles, maybe like eight, nine solo. He was an impressive, impressive player today. And the Browns needed it. And, you know, there were points, you know, you, you saw Miles get in the backfield and Taki, Taki trying to sneak a dance. Like, it was like, hey, man, I, I don't normally perform on your level. So I kind of want to be a part of this party tonight. Really, really impressive night from Taki Taki. Much, much needed effort because the Browns obviously have a ton of questions at the linebacker position right now. Yeah, the, de- the defense – was the most impressive part of the game. The offense did more than enough to win, but the defense completely shutting down a high-powered Bengals offense, even without Jamar Chase, deserves the game ball. Uh, just to be different, I'll go with Jacoby. I know I know he had the one turnover, but he really did play a phenomenal game, and he not only managed the ball, but he took some shots when needed. He throws a nice deep ball, and today we saw DPJ. We saw Amari Cooper make those plays, and he was just consistent and consistently moved the chains. They ate up clock. And it was just an impressive all-around performance. To the 1,750 people still watching, we love you all. Thank you for spending... Eh, not all of them. There's got to be at least 50 D-bags out of the group. Okay. We love... Bull can't even end the meal with a smile. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Don't tell you. Don't, we can't be. We're not going to be phonies, Mikey McNuggets. We've talked about this. There's 50 D bags in there that are watching. We, I'm glad they're watching, but they're D bags. There's at least 50. But hey, we have. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, breaking this down with Jason. With Mike Polk, with G. D bags are welcome. Myself, the Lockdown Podcast with Jeff Floyd, <laughs> G. Bush, and subscribers too. So will the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Uh, I got to make 71 graphics by tomorrow's show, which means I'll probably get three Suck hours. Suck it up, man. Will you? Hey, hey, bro. And you if you haven't up. already, subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Become a member. We love you guys for that reason. It's going to be some awesome behind the scenes content that uh, that we will be providing with you. Uh, providing for you. I'm tired, guys. I, I got my long pull, pull it together. We got to get but yeah, be a member. You, you won't regret it. 24 years and old. We'll he tired like this. What, somebody said this. Somebody said this. Guy got some Starbucks. Get him a Jeez. Red Bull. Pull it together, Mikey. I don't drink coffee. I slept like crap this weekend. You oh, might as well uh, start. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. That'll do it for the Welcome Cleveland Sports Show. Two we minutes got one. The Browns victorious. And they can celebrate a win heading into the bye for Jeff Lloyd, G. Bush, Adam the Wall, McNuggets. We will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. Jay Crawford.
Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. 